art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Does anybody feel led this morning to share a testimony by way of television? You can come forward and use the pulpit mics. Or, okay. Our scripture reading for all those who are viewing by way of television is Luke chapter 2, 8 through 20. We have a late arrival here. I don't think she's even dried her hair yet this morning. You want to share? We wanted to share something, so Marie, come up first, and then we'll do the lay sermon. So Marie. Okay, okay Marie, you can come. And as you're getting ready, we want to use every moment valuably here as possible. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. We'll be reading here shortly as Robin and Marie get in place. I want to challenge you with this scripture. Luke chapter 8, verses 8 through 20. Reading from God's word here, we just finished reading um, just a few nights ago the um, birth of Jesus in verses 1 through 7. And as we continue on in Luke, verses 8 through 20, the shepherds and the angels. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over the flock night night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy. Great joy for all the people. To you was born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying, praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And we, we have two Chris's sharing and, and a Robin. So you can line up and get ready. Anybody that wants to use this pulpit is fine too. And Merry Christmas, and I mean Christmas, when Christ was born. And I think of one Christmas years ago, well, quite a few years ago now, it was in 85, 84 at that time. And uh, my son was dying of cancer. And I, I just didn't feel like putting up a Christmas tree. <laughs> I don't know why. But anyway, he says, Mom, aren't you going to put up a tree? And I says, 
Well, I, I don't know. And he says, I'll help you. So I said, okay. So then he was helping me put up the Christmas tree. And he said, well, you put the garland on first. And I knew he knew that she didn't. <laughs> and he says, okay. And so we had on the TV, It's a Wonderful Life. And I thought that was very appropriate, you know, how if we hadn't lived, what could have happened along the life, you know, our lives. And, and uh, how, you know, Jesus died for each of us. And, and uh, so my son, you know, we got the tree all trimmed and that. And then that, uh, after Christmas, uh, well, it was Valentine's Day time, and he was um, having a bone marrow transplant, and his brother was getting the bone marrow. And so, and as he was doing that, I ended up with a bleeding ulcer, and I ended up in the hospital for about three, four days, and so, and the lady in the next bed from me, uh, they got her up and weighed her in the middle of the night, and she fell, and the whole thing, and, uh, but, so there was commotion in the room, so I went up to Mike's room, and, and uh, I said, well, I'm going upstairs and see Mike. And, and he was on the fourth floor of the hospital, and I was, and he says, Mom, oh, Mom, I'm so glad to see you. And so then I sat and shared time, and then the nurse ca came in later, and she says, they're looking for you downstairs. So I had to go down. But anyway, when he was dying, um, the night that he died, I had just read his um, confirmation play, uh, papers, and, and, and it said on the part where, you know, Jesus died and gave up his spirit. And I looked over at Mike laying there in the bed and uh, dying, and he had his feet crossed and his hands, you know, folded down and kind of, and I looked at him and I thought, I saw Jesus there instead of him. And I thought, Jesus went to hell for all of us, our sins and everything. And he had accepted the Lord, you know, uh, before he had died. And I said to my daughter, I says, Pam, go get the rest of the family. I said, I think it's time. And so she went and got everybody, and the minister was there too, Reverend Bob. And uh, then he passed away then. And, but I said, we had that reassurance that he knew the Lord, and, and he didn't have to go to hell for his sins or, you know, because Jesus died for those sins. And when he, uh, the kids had taken some balloons, and. They had driven in a different car, and so anyway, uh, they said that as they were walking, they let the balloons go, and the balloons followed them for a long time. And But uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for our sins, and that this is the reason he was here, that we are not alone, Lord, and we know that the spirit of each person is with us and, and loves us. And, and because you did that for us, 
who came as that little baby in the manger. We thank you, Lord, in advance for all you've done and all you're doing for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Just a little uh, thing I'd like to put out there for everyone. This Christmas was, I was apprehensive about it and frightened and alone. I think the thing that gave me strength was the belief that Katie is in a better place and uh, the next time I see her, we will be together forever. And that's what I believe. That gave me strength. So, God bless. Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is such a short notice. I don't have anything prepared, but I will do the best. As you know, this is the, the Christmas season, and we saw on December 24th the miracle of birth of Yeshua. And now we're seeing the next day of what was like the day of in Matthew 2, we see that there was a decree. And in that decree, because Caesar knew he, that Christ was gonna be born, but didn't know when he wanted all males dead because he didn't like competition. He wanted to be the top one. But we know that the miracle of Christ's birth, imagine being there that night when not only, I mean, they had that one star following, but imagine being there that night and seeing like the whole, like the whole sky lighting up, 10 times brighter that is even close to compare to comprehension of the northern lights. And then hearing the voice of the earth of the angels singing, holy, holy. And then being at the manger scene itself Seeing all, seeing all these angels that you can't even imagine just being there and just people worshiping this little baby and not knowing that this little baby came in like a lamb and he's gonna come in like a lion very, very soon. And it's like, I mean, people say with the miracles and stuff, last December 24th, we had sharing of a couple miracles within our congregation. I'm sure many of you out there, including our social media audience, our podcast audience, and our audience right here, and I'll tell you, a miracle in itself is that we have the technology now to do what scripture tells us to do in the latter days. And it says in the book of Netanyahu, in the latter days, this gospel will be preached all over the world can you imagine, even 10, 15 years ago, this was all starting to come out. If someone came to me back in the 80s and 90s and said that this, that what you're gonna be doing in your future 
is going to be worldwide, I would look at you and I'd laugh at you. And now it's a reality. I mean, we have reality of satellite. Why? I mean, internet, YouTube. I mean, anyone that has a device can actually look us up if you have an internet signal. Imagine how the Lord had gave people the brains to create this, to create all this that we have to this day. And one thing that was always drilled in me, it got drilled in me in 1996 by my former music theory teacher, Michelle Dean. As a musician, she would say to me, you have a choice. You can use your music for the Lord or you can use it for bad. I can't make that choice for you. That choice is yours. And I and I and she's right. I apply and I try to apply that to every day like anything that you do online. Even though you think you deleted it, if someone really wanted to, they could dig up and I'll tell you if you really wanted to dig up stuff I did, I'm sure you'd find things I did in 94, 95, 96, if you really wanted to. So I just want to say this Christmas season, I mean, everything going on is, I mean, like for a reason, like staying home alone. I mean, it may not have been pleasant, but you could have used that time for the Lord and he could have shown you many things and not even know it. And also two things going on right now. I mean, the reason I'm late is we're hitting every red light, not realizing that the guy, two guys ahead of us, were ready to sideswipe us. So again, the Lord's like, no, I'm not ready for that. And like Marie said, when it's our time to go, no amount of money, oxygen, food, gene manipulation, medicine is going to save you. When your last heartbeat is done, the Lord will have his say, not us, not Robin, not anyone in this congregation, because we humans mess things up. I know I do. I do a pretty good job of that. <laughs> so I just want to say this Christmas season, everything happened, I mean, every single thing is happening for a reason. Um, deaths, life, um, everything going on, what's going on in the world. And we have hope. Our hope is in scripture. And even though things are going to be, things may look dark, the only the hope we have is scripture because we know the Lord's coming back soon and he's going to be coming in like the lion of Yehuda, of Judah. He's going to be coming in like a lion. And he's not going to be multi, Monty House saying, let's make a deal. He's going to be going, nope, I am the deal. So thank you. Thank you, Marie and, and Chris and Robin. This is the season after Christmas that we're in, entering into. It's the season of epiphany which means revelation of christ in our lives and the demonstration and the performance that we are allowing the holy spirit to perform in our lives we hope that by way of television and radio and other means of communication that facebook we can um, bring the, the epiphany the revelation of jesus christ into your heart and your life a sense of newness and a sense of performance of, of God's spirit being performed and rich in new ways in your heart and in your life. We find in our, our scripture, and we're kind of moving from Christmas Eve service, we probably haven't really comprehended the fact that Christmas Eve was something in the past, even though it was just 
a few nights ago, and we're trying to ready ourselves for for coming coming New Year 2021. And we could probably even sing Happy Birthday to Jesus because it's gonna he's going on 2022 now, and. Each year we find that we get a little bit older, hopefully a little bit wiser. Our scripture we read in these verses that we, we dealt with here just shortly, how the birth of the Lord Jesus was first announced to us. If you kind of can recapitulate many years back when you were at a Christmas Eve service or a celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ, maybe it might be that first Christmas Eve. Hopefully, probably all grew up with the fact that the, the birth of a king's son or the birth of, it could be a, a princess's son or it could be the birth of a presidential son is generally made an occasion of, of public reveling and rejoicing. I visited with my father and my mother, my father before he died, and my mother who's still living and have talked about, you know, my birth, and I encourage those by way of television and radio and other means to try to understand the circumstances around your birth and relate that your birth to the birth of Christ. It was a time of celebration, reveling, and, and rejoicing. And the announcement of the birth of the Prince of Peace was, was made quite privately. According to our scripture, not only privately at midnight and without anything of worldly pomp or celebration, let us mark, mark who were to whom the, the tidings of good news first came that Christ was born. They were shepherds. They were shepherds abiding in the field near Bethlehem. Scripture says, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Two shepherds, two shepherds, not two priests, not two rulers, but two shepherds, shepherds, not to scribes or Pharisees, but an angel proclaimed appeared in proclaiming unto you, you can say you, your personal name there, unto you is born this day a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now the saying of St. James, sometime later, the brother of Jesus should come into our mind, and as we read these words in James chapter 2, verse 5, Hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he hath promised to them that love him? The want of money debars no one from spiritual privileges. You are privileged if you're a Christian to an inheritance that is totally imperishable and unimaginable. The, the things of God's kingdom are often hid from the great and the, the noble and often only revealed to the poor. The busy labor of the hands need not prevent a person being favored with special communion with God. 
Moses was keeping sheep. Gideon was threshing wheat. Elisha was plowing. When they were severally honored by direct calls and direct revelations from God Almighty. And let us all resist the, the suggestion of Satan that, that religion is not for the working person. The weak of the world are often called before the mighty. The, the last are often the first and the, the first last. Let us mark secondly the language, the language here that's used by the angel in announcing Christ's birth to the shepherds. He said, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. We need not wonder at, at these words, this, this spiritual darkness which had covered the earth for 4,000 years was about to be rolled away. The way to pardon and the way to peace with God was about to be thrown open to all, to you and I included by way of television and radio and other means of communication, all mankind. And the head of Satan was about to be bruised. Liberty was about to be proclaimed to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind which you and I walked in blindness until we met Jesus Christ. The mighty truth was, was about to be proclaimed that God could be just and yet, for Christ's sake, justify the ungodly. Salvation was no longer to be seen through, through prophets and kings, through types and figures, but openly and face to face. The knowledge of God was no longer to be confined to the Jews alone, but to be offered to the, the whole Gentile world, the days of heathenism were, up, were numbered. The first stone of God's kingdom was about to be set up, and if this was not good and glad tidings, there never were tidings in goodness that deserved the name. And let us mark thirdly who, who they were that first praised God when Christ was born. They were angels. They were angels and not humans. Angels who had never sinned and needed no Savior. Angels who had not fallen and required no Redeemer and no atoning blood. The first hymn to the honor and the glory of God was God manifest in the flesh was sung by a, a multitude of the, the heavenly host. Let us note this fact. It's full of, of spiritual, spiritual lessons. It shows us what good servants the angels are. All that their heavenly master does pleases and, and interests them. It shows us what clear knowledge they have. They know what misery sin has brought into the creation. They know the blessedness of heaven and the privilege of an open door into heaven. 
And above all, it, it shows us the deep love and compassion which uh, the angels feel towards poor, lost humanity. They rejoice in the glorious prospect of, of many, many souls being saved and many brands plucked from the burning. Many of John and Charles Wesley's hymn and the Lutheran hymns and the Calvin hymns and the Presbyterians and the Methodists and the Lutherans talk about that great gift that was born on Christmas Eve, the gift of salvation. Let us strive to be more like-minded with the angels. Our, our spiritual ignorance and deadness appear most painfully in our inabilities to enter into the joy and the hope which we see them here expressing. Surely if we hope to dwell with them forever in heaven, we ought to share something of their feelings while we are here upon earth. Let us seek a more deep sense of the sinfulness and misery of sin, and, and then we shall have a more deep sense of, of gratitude and thankfulness for redemption. And let us mark fourthly the hymn of praise, the hymn of praise which the heavenly host sung in the hearing of the shepherds. They said, glory, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill towards all. These famous words are are variously interpreted. We, by nature, are so dull in spiritual things that it seems if, if we cannot understand a sentence of heavenly language when we hear it. Yet a meaning may be drawn from the words which is free from any objection and is not only good sense but ex ex excellent theology. Glory to God in the highest, the song begins, Now is come the highest degree of glory to God by the appearing of his Son, Jesus Christ, into the world. He, by his life, by his death on the cross, will glorify God's attributes. His attributes of justice, his attributes of holiness, mercy, and wisdom. And as they never were glorified before, creation glorified God but no such as much as redemption. Peace on earth, as it goes on, now has come to the earth the peace of God, which passes all understanding, the perfect peace between a holy God and, and a sinful humanity, which Christ was to pur purchase with his own blood. The peace which is offered freely to all humankind is that matchless gift, is that priceless gift, the peace which once admitted into the heart makes us alive to peace with one another and will one day overspread the entire world. Goodwill towards all, the song concludes, now has come the time when God's kindness and, and God's will towards guilty us is to be fully made known. God's power was, was seen in creation. God's justice was seen in the flood. 
But God's mercy remained to be fully revealed by the appearing and the atonement of Jesus Christ. And such was the, the purpose of the angel song. Happy are they that can enter into its meaning and, and with their hearts subscribe to its contents. The person who hopes to dwell in heaven should have some experiential acquaintance with the language of its inhabitants here upon earth. And let's, let us mark, ere we leave the passage, the, the prompt, the prompt obedience to the heavenly vision displayed by the shepherds. We see in them no doubts, no questionings, no hesitation. Strange and improbable as the tidings might seem, they are at once acted upon. They went to Bethlehem in haste. They found everything exactly as it had been told them. Their simple faith received a, a rich, rich reward. They had the mighty privilege of being the first of all humankind after Mary and Joseph, who saw with believing eyes the newborn Messiah. They soon returned glorifying and praising God. They soon returned for what they had seen. May our spirits, as we venture into a new year and as we close out 2021 and venture into a new year 2022, may our spirit be like theirs. May we ever believe implicitly, act promptly, and wait for nothing when the path of duty is clear. So doing, we shall have a reward, a reward like that of the shepherds, the journey that is begun in faith will generally end in praise. Father, this morning as we capture the many thoughts of the past, in the blessings of 2021 and as we look forward to 2022, we realize the journey of life that we've been on is a, is a journey of faith. We pray that we may acknowledge and praise the word and thing here of goodwill. The meaning is that goodwill and good pleasure of God towards us, which is revealed in his son, Jesus Christ, is the same as the kindness and love of God in other passages of Scripture in John 3.16. And the word that translates this thing might also be rendered this saying. We thank you, Lord, for your infallible word that actually regards this thing as a personal word, the Son of God, a very slight acquaintance with Greek will show that this sense of the word is, is truly of God. And we thank you, Father, that we may act promptly in the spirit of Christ. That in our giving and our performance this coming year, we may receive a report card that is, is positive. That this coming year is a, a year of dedication to more spiritual growth. Sometimes we reflect upon the fact of 
more exercise, better nutrition, more commitment. Help us to look on our spirits. With every head bowed and every eye closed and those by way of television and radio, may they join us in this prayer by repeating, Dear Jesus, we thank you, O Lord, that we have sinned and fallen short of your glory in things we've done and left undone. Forgive us, O Lord. Come into our hearts and lives. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Give us a great performance before the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As the ushers come this morning to, for your offering, let us turn to our offertory prayer, and would you join me in the prayer that's printed in our bulletins this morning. God of our salvation, we are still feeling the Christmas glow. Our heads are filled with the sounds and smells and memories of the joy and love and the stable and the baby in the manger. When we read about the 12-year-old Jesus being left behind, we sometimes wish we didn't have to head back into the world. And as we make our last gifts of the year to you, Lord, help us see the mission you've put before us. Bethlehem is just the beginning of our work. We pray it in the holy name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. As the ushers come, let us turn to our offertory hymn, Joy to the World, Purple Hymnals, number 246, please.
stand for the doxology, please? God who gives all gifts in this season, we, we focus much on our giving of our gifts to one another. Help us, we pray, to remember what John the Baptist tells us in his wish list, that we might bear fruit worthy of the repentance that is the very heart of the season. Fruit of compassion, fruit of sharing, fruit by denying ourselves so that others who have little will have enough. In response to you, we give that our fruit might please you. Help us to be fruit bearers in 2022. In the Savior's name we pray, amen. And many of you, it'll be a year before we see you again. It'll be next year, so. So you wanna grab one of those donuts or coffee and kind of reflect. Keep Mike and Tina in your thoughts and prayers and I think maybe Kathy also and other members of our congregation, Chris and Robin.